Welcome back to another episode of the Fanatic Brackets. I am Nick, your host. With me, as always, is my co-host, Joel. Today, in this bracket, episode number 12, we are joined by none other than from Ruthless Talk. Please welcome James. James, how are you, man? How's everything? Good, good. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Doing good, doing good. Can't complain. Uh, thank you again for joining us for this bracket. Um, you came up with this topic of the greatest returns and obviously plus the 16 participants. Was there any, you know, specific reasons why you chose this topic and participants or is there anything that you thought of that was like, oh, this is good for the for the bracket? Uh, well, first and foremost, I appreciate you guys having me on here. It's an honor being on your platform, first and foremost. Um, you know, man, I think uh, and obviously, you know, um, looking at y'all's, um, you know, brackets that y'all have done in the past you know by the way great content as well i do enjoy watching these brackets and stuff it's definitely it's always entertaining kind of something a little bit different that's uh that's published out in the wrestling community so i do like that and i was doing a little bit of research of that and uh just returns just wrestling returns in regards to just wrestling i think it just kind of just popped in and just good discussion good debate in regards to that because you know when you think of pro wrestling when you think of big moments you think of wrestling returns um and i know just a handful of these I know that are, you know, some people may have uh, good memory of some people may not have some good memory of. And uh, I will say uh, it is this is going to be very <laughs> tough that I, I legit have yeah. went through all of these freaking returns I've done. I've gone back and looked at all of these returns and uh, and I will say and obviously we're going to get into it. But um, I mean, you can't go wrong with like any of these any of these topics or any of these freaking returns because like they're all very special in their own way. Uh, but that's just one thing that came to my mind. Just a lot of big, you know, returns in regards to wrestling. I think it's just like a big thing, and just just in wrestling as a whole, you know, when people think of great moments, you think of big wrestling returns. So that's kind of what came to mind. That is true. I mean, that's one of the great things about wrestling is the the shock factor when someone comes out that you haven't seen in months or years. So this was an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. I like the choice. Uh, like the top the the participants in it. Um, so yeah, basically for those who are listening or watching not seen an episode in the past of the fanatic brackets the the gist of this show is that we're going to each uh go down bracket by bracket giving our uh opinion on who on which return was better between each participant in the matchups uh whichever participant gets two or three votes in the matchup obviously between the three of us we'll move on to the next round all the way to the finals um and then we shall see from there who wins the entire bracket uh again this is an opinion-based show so there's really different ways we can look at this there is no right or wrong ways. It's just our opinions and our opinions only. So if you get any hate comments, it's our opinions. Don't come at us. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to get straight into it. Um, the first matchup, James, since you're our guest, we're going to start off with you, my man. The first matchup we got here is Triple H's 2002 return from Monday Night Raw going up against Shawn Michaels' return that same year. I believe I was also on Monday Night Raw. James, in your mm-hmm. opinion, who was who had the better return between these two? So I think when it comes to like every single matchup, I think it 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 comes in different ways. And obviously a lot of people have different ways to look at it. I look at Triple H, and obviously, when you think of big returns, something that's memorable, right? I think that that's the first thing that at least comes to my mind about a return, how memorable it was, as yeah. well as casual fans. That's a one thing about my platform is like looking into the into the thought process of a casual fan and just you know and how also it impacted the company as well 
in, as, in regards to WWE, as well as uh, the participant, as well as the superstar. And that includes both Triple H and HBK. I'm going to say Triple H. And here's why. Again, man, and, and, and I'm sure a lot of you know, OG wrestling fans that were part of, you know, early Ruthless Aggression era, maybe, you know, uh, part, of course, the Attitude era. I mean, that pop is just freaking legendary, as well as the torn quad. I think that that was a tremendous yeah. little comeback. And and I think that this as well, and it's kind of like a, I guess you could say a trend as we go further along this bracket. Um, if you remember, like Triple H was at that time was known as the top or one of the top heels in the company. And I think that that was a stretch in regards to when he did came back and he had that reception. That's when it kind of clicked in a lot of people's minds. Like, man, like this dude can be a top baby face in the company, not just yeah. a heel, but also a top baby face. And with Sean, and again, I like Sean, and that was also tr tremendously special in a way to where it brought a lot of a new era of fans that don't know much about Sean Michaels because he was gone for four years before that. And it yeah. definitely that that in that terms, it's special in regards to that. But when you also think of Sean. You don't really think of that return. You kind of think of, you know, the Marty Jannetty barbershop window. You think of matches with Razor Ramon in a ladder match for the Intercontinental title. So you th there's going to be a lot of other moments that you would think of Sean versus this return. And I think when you think of Triple H, you think of this return, the torn quadricep and the big result. Yeah. Madison Square. So I think it's only fair that Triple H is the right answer here. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you on that. I also, I think, Joel, now you've talked about this return multiple times and previous episodes it's one of my the one it's, it's yeah one of my the one thing that stands right there, the one put a three he said yeah, put a three. the one thing that stands out too because you also talked about you made me watch this was the the comeback video that he oh, had for this man. return and mm -hmm. that like <laughs> the best way that joel put it was like it makes you want to go work out and oh. It makes you want to throw. It makes oh, you yeah. want to run through a fucking. Wall. <laughs> yeah. I love that video Facts, so dude, much. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and I grew up during that time watching it, and it was such a big moment. Like HBK coming back was cool, um, but he was a, he was on my screen for a little bit. Like he was the commissioner for a time, and was like, so I knew him as like a old wrestler. Never saw him wrestle, but he was like an old wrestler. I was a commissioner, so him coming back was like, ah, he's just back on TV. Triple H, like the whole build up to it, like like you said, leaving as the top heel, one of the top heels, and coming back and getting such a babyface reaction. Mm -hmm. And I think that video did a lot to humanize him, and it yeah. helped with that little babyface turn. And yeah, that's just one one of the greatest moments ever on Raw. I think Shawn Michaels returned and joined the NWO, if I'm not mistaken, that yep. same night. So he I was did. like. That didn't last long, but <laughs> the moment was cool. But I think Triple H had a more memorable one, yeah. especially in terms of like crowd reaction and how big of a pop he got when he came out. Yeah. And so that one, like you said, Joel, um, just more memorable. Yeah. It's a great return, one of the top up there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Triple H basically sweeps Shawn Michaels in that matchup. Next matchup, we're gonna start off with you, Joel. Ric Flair returning in two thousand one on Raw. Going up against John Cena's return in 2008 Royal Rumble. Who had the better return, Joel? I mean, what could I say? Coming back early from injury? No one knew? Come on, that pop at Royal Rumble was ridiculous, man. Like, was it? this is the year, right? 2008, if I yeah, remember. Yeah, that was his 30. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just, wow. It was one of those moments that was, you like, you heard the music. It was like, no shot he's coming through those doors. Like, there's no shot him. And him just returning like that. I wish, like, I see the Ric Flair um, return and it was awesome. 
but I don't think I got to um actually like appreciate it because I didn't know the history of Rick at this at the moment that I saw it the first time. I didn't know the history uh between him and the WWE. I didn't know um this was like a big moment. Um but yeah, I just gotta go with John Cena. Yeah, good answer. James, who do you think had a better return between the two? I, I'm going to agree. I'm going to say John Cena as well. Kind of a same, really same concept from the last one as well. I mean, when you think of Cena and just memorable moments, you're going to think of that Royal Rumble return coming back early from that. I believe it was a torn peck, if I'm not mistaken, in regards yeah, to his injury. So. Um, and yeah, and, and same in regards to Ric Flair. I mean, Ric Flair is great. And I just think that there's just more moments in Ric Flair's career that you'll remember than that return that he had, Um, as well as the same regard. Like it introduced that return, introduced Flair to a lot of new fans that I think definitely led him to another great run in the Ruthless Aggression era. But again, when you think of Ric Flair, you're going to think of, you know, all the promos, you know, limousine, you know, freaking Rolex, freaking limousine ride and jet flying. Woo. All that, those (laughs) freaking promos back in the day, bro. You know, you're going to think of all the stuff with, uh, with evolution, you know, and of course, I mean, you know, especially for people like me in the Ruthless Aggression era, you're going to remember his last match with, uh, with Shawn Michaels. So there's a lot of great moments from Rick, but I just don't think that that return is that much memorable compared to his other great moments. So John Cena, when it comes to great moments and just memorable moments, it it, it takes the cake. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go on the same page as both of you, John Cena as well. Uh, I do think that moment at the Royal Rumble when he returned, in my opinion, was a top three Royal Rumble return, um, in history. Um, I, it was great. It got people, you know, off their seats. I don't think anybody expected that. Like you said, uh, Joel. He came back early than what he was supposed to come back. So that was completely caught off guard. Um, you know, even watching it back now, John Cena's return from that year's Royal Rumble was, it still gives me goosebumps, even though we've already know what happened, obviously, after that and before. So um, a moment, what is it now, like 15 years ago, and it still gives me goosebumps to this day. Yeah. That says a lot about what happened that night. And Ric Flair, I'm too young to even remember that. So I wasn't even a fan then, so I couldn't be like, not knowing i didn't know what happened like i don't i don't know what's going on in that time when you're that young um so i'm gonna have to be fair and give it to john cena uh had to be that john cena that year next mm-hmm. matchup shane mcmahon from raw 2016 going up against bray wyatt's 2022 return i want to start off with this one um for me when it comes to returns um i think joelle and i thought we spoke about it before we recorded um but great what makes a great return to me is not just um, who the person is that returns, but the fact that we, you know, we hear nothing about them until they come out. Like it's a complete shock factor. We you know, there's no buzz around their names. There's no dirt sheets, you know, surrounding their names. Uh, just complete surprise overall. Although I do think um, Shane McMahon's was cool and his was more of a shock return. Because uh, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, and yeah, Bray Wyatt, you know, his name was kind of grayed into our minds prior to that Extreme Rules. I do think Bray Wyatt's was much better of a return because of how involved and engaged WWE made that return with all that QR code stuff and the White Rabbit stuff and mm-hmm. everything they made and they, even that night when they had all the the firefly funhouse characters surrounding the ring and how important they made that return feel for bray white was gone for like 
I would say a year, maybe. Um, at that point, they made it feel, you know, like I said, just important for, for Bray. They made him feel welcome back. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew that that was his home. So they, even though we kind of, like I said, we had his name already in our minds, we kind of saw it coming. But it just was it just was such a special return for him that I just think it was better for Shane McMahon's like that return that year. So I got to go with Bray Wyatt. James, who do you think would have had a better return? Oh man, this is where it gets tough, man. This is where it really gets yeah. tough. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> um, you're gonna get heads up a little bit. It's gonna be like that for a couple other matchups too. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. Oh but, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, it's this is yeah. yeah. It's just the beginning, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, obviously, two memorable returns. Um, and you know, and I hate to be like you know, and and whoever watches this video in regards to recency bias, but. I have to say Bray, and I, I agree with you, Nick, in regards to I love Shane McMahon. I feel like Shane McMahon gets a really bad rap as of late, but because like he's yeah. he's known as Vince's son, and like and the stuff that he does just to entertain us, the fans, like he doesn't have to do that. I feel like yeah. Shane McMahon or yeah, Shane McMahon just gets a really bad rap a lot. And that reaction that he got when he returned after like 10 plus years, I want to say it was, or something along those lines. Yeah, uh, tremendous. But dude, Bray Wyatt, and listen, I'm a Bray Wyatt fan. This has nothing, this is nothing in regards to me being a Bray Wyatt fan. Like, like you said, bro, like the white rabbit stuff, the QR codes, the Easter eggs that were planted. And yes, I get it. Like, we all saw it coming. Like, we knew Bray Wyatt was going to return eventually. But just how everything was done and just how drawn out and how special they made the return of like the Firefly Funhouse, all the characters coming to life. It was just, it was just awesome, and it's just, and it does suck in a way of how this character kind of played out moving forward after the whole L.A. Night feud, which kind of sucks. But if we're just talking about the moment, I mean, I mean, guys, he got a holy shit chant for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean, if when you get a holy shit chant like that, that's when you know like you're just beloved by wrestling fans everywhere, and, and that moment is going to be, you know, just for the test of time, it's going to be, is going to be memorable. Um, yeah. so, you know, I, yeah, but I agree with you, Nick. I'm going to say Bray Wyatt for this one. Yeah. I don't think he even said a word. I think he just said like, we're here and then that's it. And then that's it, bro. Yeah. He takes wild, bro. He like, he comes out with the lantern and like immediately people are chanting, holy shit. Yeah. Ho- like, bro, it's like, and you feel that bro. Exactly, even though, yes. even yeah. though you see it coming, it's like, you feel it. And I think yeah. that that's another, what makes a great return to be like, yeah, you saw it coming, but you feel it because of how important Bray Wyatt was to pro wrestling you know it shows how much we missed him too and it's crazy exactly because of how good he is not just because oh we like bray wyatt because he made the company better because he's so freaking creative and i feel like a lot of times because he's not a technical great technical wrestler he gets such a freaking bad rap. I think it's BS. If you if people see yeah. my podcast, people you know how many times I've spewed about that about Bray and just how special he is in his own way. Um, but yeah, man, just you can't like that return. And listen, Shane McMahon, tremendous return. Nothing against Shane. You can't go either wrong with those two. But what was more memorable at the end of the day and just made a bigger impact for that superstar for Bray? Because when you think of Bray, you're gonna think of this return. Um, so Bray Wyatt, definitely for sure. Yeah, of course. Of course. Joel, who do you think had the better return, Shane or Bray Wyatt? I'm going with Shane. I love the Shane return. Love the Bray Wyatt return. It was awesome. I do also think it was a little dragged out, but I love the return. Like Fair you enough. said, like, I agree with it. It made you feel something. He got holy shit chance. Like it was awesome. <laughs> I just think the Shane McMahon one 
like I said before, I'm a sucker for surprises. Mm-hmm. We hadn't seen this guy in so many years. It was at a time that the WrestleMania 32 buildup, everyone was injured. And even though people don't want to admit it, Shane was the light that WWE needed at that moment. It wasn't something we thought we didn't think we needed it till we got it. And then we finally got him mm-hmm. and Undertaker at Mania. It was one of the headline matches, one of the biggest manias at the moment. Um, at that moment, because it was mm-hmm. one of the biggest arenas they ever did. When you're doing yeah. that with half a roster, it's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. But I think that Shane return, um, like I said, just coming years after him leaving, him doing all the stuff in Japan. I'm a big like looking behind the scenes and like we never thought we would see Shane again. We thought it was over. Stephanie and uh Triple H had taken over. It was like, okay, that we'll never see Shane again. So to see him and see what he did after, I think was awesome. Um, do I think the Bray Wyatt one was better? Probably, but I couldn't see Shane go uh with a zero. I needed yeah. that one. It was a great return. <laughs> I couldn't fair. let it go without his with a zero. That was crazy. I know it was it was completely out of the blue too, which I, I'm yeah. also a sucker for. I'm on that same page, but it was just it was just the feeling coming out of the Bray Wyatt one it was no, just connected with me. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah, totally so Bray Wyatt sense. moves on. Next matchup. This one was kind of changed. We had Undertaker 2004, but now it's Dudley Boys 2015 Raw return. Going against CM Punk's recent Survivor Series return to WWE. Uh, Joel, we're going to start with you with this one. We, um, do who do you really, think had the better return? We really got to like go through this. We know who we're picking, right? I mean, every podcast has been talking about this for the last two weeks. But I'll just here's my one. I've been talking CM about our truth. Punk. I don't know what you're talking about. Our <laughs> truth. <laughs> Triple H said himself, like, let's talk exactly. about our truth, yeah. bro. Go into town exactly. on those potato chips, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I love the Dudleys. It was a cool moment, especially for like attitude ever fans. But the punk one just overtook it. Come on. Yeah. There's not even yeah. much to say about it. Like, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I'm also going crazy. to CM Punk. I mean, I love the Dudley Boys. It was completely out of the blue. That make that return itself was what defines a great return because oh, yeah. not just was unexpected, but them two specifically were unexpected. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mm-hmm. would have thought they would return in 2015. SummerSlam? Um, what? Like, yeah, right after the SummerSlam. After SummerSlam. Yeah, like what? So it was unexpected, but Punk's return again. There's, I think, it's never thought in a million years that he would actually return to WWE but never say never um mm-hmm. but it happened it was still a great moment another return that we also had his name engraved in our heads before uh they fooled us with the whole oh shows over graphic on the bottom right corner then the music hit like <laughs> oh shit right he's here so that completely threw me personally off guard i mean like it's still kind of somewhat of a surprise even though like i said i already had his name engraved in my mind prior so uh, although it was kind of expected, it was still a great surprise. One of the biggest surprises hit social media records. Um, it was just, again, like you said, Joel, one of the most talked about returns. People talked about it for weeks still to this day. Um, also, real, so it was quick, real quick, I have a hot take. I oh, no. I do enjoy the AEW return better than the WWE return. I think it it was one of those, I'll believe it when I see it. I think I always knew if he ever returned to wrestling, he was ending up back at WWE. It's one of those things that's like, as me as a 
I'll do it with baseball terms. I'm a Met fan. Every year the Mets Same. suck, right? The Same. Mets suck every year. <laughs> when the season starts, I try to like favorite like i follow my favorite players you know what i mean like mm-hmm. even if they're on different teams i'll watch those games but you know who i always end up going back to the fucking mets i knew he was gonna end up back there it's just it just somebody needed to reignite that love for him needed to yeah. reignite that love for wrestling and once he got that back it was all steam ahead but i think i i just enjoyed the aw one more because it was one of those that they had to like kind of sell him like come on man you gotta come back yeah yeah people are missing you they love you and then opening that show where everybody just chanting cm punk the music hitting and it was just one of those amazing moments nothing against the wwe one it was phenomenal i just have every time i think of his return the first one i think of is the AEW one yeah and yeah. plus of how and plus of how recent it was too, like the AEW AEW yeah, return too. The AEW one was like more. I believe it when I see it. Yeah, Punk was more. Yeah. Is it Survivor Series or Royal Rumble? He's coming back, but which one is it gonna be? That right. was it more for me. So maybe right. because I had that mindset, I didn't get to enjoy the WWE one as much as other people because I already like kind of had a feeling like he had to come back someday once he got back into wrestling. But yeah, that's just my little hot take. I think the AEW one was a, just a I mean, little that's, better. It's kind of fair. I understand where you're coming from with that, but you know, the both of them were great, but great in different ways. Yeah. You know, yeah. so they're different returns to enjoy. Uh, James, who do you think I would better return? CM yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say CM Punk as well. Uh, love the Dudleys, and you know, it's funny we I made we made that switch at the very last moment. Yeah, uh, with the Dudleys again. Just again, another return where you think of the Dudleys. I mean, again, also brought in or introduced the Dudleys to a new generation of fans, which again I always think is a, it's extremely important when it comes to returns. But man, with Punk, it's just like. And it's and I have also similar returns that have like the same concept, but it's just how the landscape changed when his music hit when he came out. And and I just and and who knows? I mean, this and I've spoken about this before because we still are uncertain of how this is going to progress for punk and how this goes into mania, whatever. Um, but just how everything has kind of come full circle. And just this whole entire shtick with both Punk and the WWE that it took 10 plus years to get him back to this point. I truly feel like this is where Punk has always belonged in, w- in WWE. Yeah. I wanted him, I wanted things to work out in AEW. I truly did. But like you knew after the first, after when he, I believe he got suspended and then he made his return. Like you, like I think everybody knew he like had too much freedom. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because because Tony Khan is a freaking fanboy. He doesn't yeah. know how to properly run a freaking company. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. the Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff right. effect. It's like he didn't he didn't know what he was doing until he did it, and then it, it's one of mm-hmm. those things that's like I'll never let that happen again. But you yeah. already had to learn the lesson. Yeah, and it's just it's it was a relationship to where it's like it's like any like type of business relationship where like the longer you drag it out, the more it's just gonna get worse. Between exactly. it was him, the Bucks. Omega. Um, but yeah, just with WWE, I just like, cause WWE with, with AEW, and I've said this before and I don't know how you fellas feel about it, but like with WWE, people like punk needs something that has structure. I don't yeah. feel like there's a lot of structure in AEW right now, the way that Tony Khan is running things. So with somebody like punk, you know, I think that he respects 
that type of structure that WWE has. And and like you said, yeah. Joel, about like, oh, we knew that Punk was he, you know, it was down for for him to come back eventually. He said it when he was on FS1 doing the freaking whatever that show was on Fox. Yeah. He said, "Hey, I'll yeah. take a I'll take a phone call from Vince McMahon if he calls. Yeah. Why wouldn't you?" So yeah. you always knew like Punk always in the back of his mind, he always wanted open. if the opportunity was there, yeah. he will take it, you know. So it so in that aspect, I guess you could say it's not shocking, but just like it's also just how uncertain it was or just like how nobody knew like i mean people like dave Meltzer and people like freaking sean ross sap and how they put it out like sources reputable sources said like guys it's not happening like that, just let it go but that's what made me <laughs> yeah. believe even more i was like oh he's done if wwe's denying it and trying to say oh we're not we're not yeah. messing with him I was yeah, like, and, then, yeah. and then there was the yeah. teases from from the usa network there was a lot of people making yeah. references like Corey graves made like a bunch of cm punk reference no. so that's Everyone when like did. yeah everybody did and i think that yeah. that's just like in the back of your mind like okay something something's up here yeah. even though like yeah like from reputable sources you were like yeah like it's not happening it's not i it more like it, they're trying to throw us off by telling the people right like, oh no we have no contact with him we yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and i've and i've stated before and people thought i was nuts like don't be shocked if you see punk back in wwe i just didn't expect it to be at survivor series especially with the whole randy orton thing yeah. because they had because yeah. they announced it before this before the pay-per-view and you're thinking okay they they they're, they don't want to disappoint the chicago crowd they don't want to get their hopes up for a big shocking return because oh is it orton is it punk so that also aspect added into like yeah punk is probably not going to show up so it just all of that tied into that as well as just yeah. how how it, it's changed the landscape because both with not just punk but with orton it's added such a pulse to just this company that it just desperately yeah. has needed for a while and hopefully hopefully it works out i hope i hope it does uh but yeah no disrespect to the dudleys one of the best tag teams of all time yeah. but, um I, I think you would be crazy to pick the dudleys over, over <laughs> yeah yeah time, so. <laughs> yeah i mean it was a great return like you said no shot to them but it was just I think the recency bias Punk returning, that's still fresh in our heads. Um, so I think it's still better to talk about and say, hey, he's back. I still like find it a little bit hard to believe still in a good way, of course, because it's like, oh, shit, CM Punk is actually back. He's actually here. Yeah. So still a great return. Um, next matchup on the bracket is we got Roman Reigns' 2022 SummerSlam return going up against Stone Cold's Steve Austin's 2000 return. Uh James, who do you think had the better return between these two? Hmm, man. I mean, it's got to be Stone Cold in in two thousand. Um, look, with Roman, listen, and I get it. A lot of people think that that it was a tremendous return, and it was to to for again for what it was. It was special in its own way. But guys, mm -hmm. it was in the Thunderdome. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna like oh like Stone Cold and Backlash because like like the whole match between the I think it was Triple H and The Rock and he came back from the injury the whole story like guys it was just it was beautifully done um it was just it was so freaking well done um and again something that was you know so I never saw live or never saw on television but again yeah. you know with thanks to the WWE Network and other sources like I've watched that clip so many times and I just get goosebumps just freaking watching mm -hmm. it the glass shattering and freaking again, Vince and Shane McMahon being involved, Linda McMahon being involved. Yeah. Just that whole process was just awesome. And the and again, the crowd was just freaking electric. Like, I, I'm not going to choose a freaking a return that happened in the Thunderdome versus that. I, I, I can't I can't do it. And I, listen, I like Roman. 
and, and I and I would maybe second guess it if it was in front of an actual live audience, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and because that return did, I've always said this all the time. Like, I mean, obviously that did wonders for his career. When you think of yeah. Roman Reigns, you're going to think of that return and how it skyrocketed his career in the most positive, positive trajectory imaginable. But it was in the Thunderdome, dude. I can't do it. So it's Stone Cold yeah. for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like anytime Stone Cold returns, you always get that big, you know, pop from the crowd. Even now. Mm-hmm. You just hear the glass shatter. You know it's him. He'll you go know. crazy. And yeah. the thing with Romans, I agree with that too. And like Romans' return is like you felt the the change in character from the moment he returned. It's like oh, this is not the same Roman he yeah. was a couple months prior. Uh-huh. Um, just the, the only bad thing about it is like you said, it was in the Thunderdome in front of nobody, so we couldn't really get any reaction from that. Really, instead of maybe like piped in noises here and there. Um, so maybe, like you said, maybe if it were in front of an audience, it'll be a little bit different. The feel might have been a lot different from that. Uh, maybe I would have chosen Roman if it wasn't in front of a crowd. Uh, but that whole character is amazing. But Stone Cold, uh, I agree with that reaction. Um, still a, a, re- a return that can get you gives, gives you goosebumps to this day, just like any other return. So um, Stone Cold, I had to choose Stone Cold there. Joel, who do you have between these two? Yeah, it's Stone Cold. Stone Cold has such a that return at Backlash was just incredible. But the thing I did want to bring up about Roman, like it wasn't the Thunderdome. But I do have a question for you too. How do you think he would have been um, received if this was in front of a crowd? Because they got to tell us like he's the big bad heel. Like they oh, got it- to like um, how like orchestrate that because there was no fans they didn't have anybody that was cheering booing they they would pipe that in and let you know how you feel about this guy Mm -hmm. how do you think that would have i think it would have been a mixed bag honestly i think think it would have the roman today that we have if Mm. that i think so yeah floppy i think so because i because joe anawise has stated before like you know he went into vince mcmahon's office and he stated like especially you know and i i know you guys posted about it too in regards to the whole dog food freaking uh freaking segment and i think that that was kind of and again he said it about it too like again the whole mixed crowd reaction and and he stated that like yeah like changes changes need to be made and vince mcmahon never wanted to do it and i feel like if, if roman never would have said something I think that that whole turn was always going to happen regardless if it was in front of fans. But yeah. the reaction itself, I definitely think it would have been a mixed bag because fans were like, oh, no, here's freaking Roman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Here comes I, the, you know. And that was ahead, like Nick. a pay-per-views next week. We already know who's getting the title. Yeah. Right. This, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think for me in terms of the crowd reaction, I think it would have been like – some people definitely would have been like, oh, shit, that's Roman. But mm-hmm. I – and like I think they would have noticed immediately the character change because you didn't see him in the vest. Yeah, you saw him in a t-shirt. Even when he so returned you, that night, I was like, "Fuck!" Like again, we're gonna do this. I mean, I yeah. Like, okay, I, I, and then yeah. I was like, "They're trying to like present him different, but we'll see what happens." And even then it wasn't even until after a while that he was right. like, okay. Even though you thing. even though you saw like glimpse of like oh snap like this this looks like a different type of Roman oh here but you still were unsure and I would still think like in the moment like just seeing Roman just in general and you're thinking like Joel like you said like oh here we go we're gonna do this again he's gonna win the freaking championship just coming have a up t-shirt not a vest this time Mom right Ex- yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. so um, but it's just like I think that um you know it's. 
that the vibe that he got from like I didn't expect that return to even happen to begin with, whether fans were there or not. You just saw Bray Wyatt hold his hands up, he turns around and speared by Roman. That completely unexpected, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think people would have definitely had like, oh shit, it's Roman, regardless yeah. if they hate him or not. Yeah, yeah. you probably didn't yeah. like it, Joel, but it's like some people are still kind of find out surprised. Like, no, oh, shit, he's actually it was still a surprise. Yeah. It just yeah. at that moment I didn't think it was a good one. I was like, ah, mm-hmm. you know. it's one, yeah. it's one, it's one of those you yeah. never expected how it would turn out, and yeah. it's turned exactly. out at least yeah. in just like Roman and just the company too. Because I mean, I'm, I'm like, I would argue that maybe outside of both now that Randy Orton and Punk's back, and if you want to throw a person here and there, then that's fine. But there's nobody, especially when Bray Wyatt passed, like outside of Roman. I, I don't see anyone else freaking moving the needle, which and he yeah. calls himself the needle mover, which is yeah. ironic yeah. too. So yeah. that, that is, is true. very true. That is very, very true. true. <laughs> <laughs> so next matchup we have, I want to start with you, Joel, because I know Ooh. you wanted to talk about this one. Oh. Brock Lesnar, Raw 2012 return versus Edge's Royal Rumble return in 2020. Joel, who do you have a better return? In my personal opinion, one of the greatest returns ever. You gotta go with Brock. That was such a moment. The mm-hmm. night after Mania, Cena is just down and out. He's been taking L's all year. Who's the last person he would want to see come <laughs> to the ring again? Yeah, yeah. When then, yeah. I rem- yeah, I remember I was in my room. I was packing because I was leaving for a trip the next day. I'm packing, and <laughs> I see him. He puts his hand up with the mic. He does a little circle. When that music hits, that place loses its mind. Oh, man. We didn't know what it was going to turn into, but, oh, man, was it exciting. Mm-hmm. This dude was just in the UFC not too long ago. You know what I mean? And at, at that point, I wasn't following, like, the blogs and the dirt sheets, so I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing except Brock was coming back. When he returned, it was just one of those moments that I remember, like, it's so ingrained in my head that I was like, I remember where I was, what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like, I remember it closed. It was just such a moment that I was like, yo, Brock is back. And it was tough because, like, if you always heard, like, people always talked about Brock, but we forget he was only there for, like, maybe two years, if that. So he got a very small run. So when he Mm -hmm. came back, it was such, like, a moment because it was like, oh man, we got to see like more of Brock. We only got so much of him, and now it's a whole right. new roster. It's a whole yeah. new era. Like this is different. The only guy that's still here is Cena, Cena and Randy. Those are like the only guys that were really still there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I even get hyped up when I'm talking about it because I just <laughs> love that return so much, and I, it just caught me all out of surprise. I love the Edge return. Um. I thought it was awesome. I hate that they fucked up the spear. That was that was yeah, horrible. No. By the... Shout out the production team, I guess, because that was horrible. <laughs> um, but it was a great moment. I just Brock was one of those moments that, like, it's like I said, it's ingrained in my head. Like I, I remember where I was, what I was doing. It was one of those moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Edge here because. Edge was somebody that I think nobody, like I said with the Shane one, it's like no one saw this coming at all. Like, you know, you saw the countdown, you heard the music, everybody popped, and you would not expect someone who was out for nine years at that time to come back 
recovered from a neck injury that not a lot of people can come back from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people mm-hmm. have now with Danielson and Serea, but it's like, you know, no one thought he would ever come back because he was already retired, gone for so long in the Hall of Fame. So that surprise entrant um, was memorable. Still gives me goosebumps. The crowd went insane. Uh, I love the Brock one because, you know, that moment itself of like, I like the camera angle when they show like scenes from like the side view and they saw the whole Titan Tron and what all you saw I heard was the, the, the old Titan Tron from Brock and the, and the theme music. Um, but like, I feel like I, I was someone who used to follow a lot of the blog stuff and the sources that from, from social media and his name was buzzing around, although it was a cool moment and he had a great run, but I feel like it was just something I knew was about to happen. Compared to Edges, that was complete shock. Like I said, I feel like that was so, so unexpected. If you did see it coming, you're lying. Because um, no one, I guarantee you, no one saw that coming. That Edge was Oh, yeah, no. So, so which one, Edge? Yeah, Edge. Like, I don't think anybody saw that coming at all. So um, I have to choose Edge because it was more of a shock for me okay. um, in that point. James, who do you have to put in the hot seat? Who has a better return? <laughs> This was arguably the hardest one yeah. out of this entire first. I mean, God, I, I've I've had to like go back and forth for days with this one, yeah. bro. Oh my goodness. Um, man, lo- listen, I love Edge. Love Edge. One of my favorites. Randy Orton, Edge, Bray. Like out. Like those are like probably my top three, top four of all time. Um, and I felt with Edge, just like you said, Nick, with the raw emotion. And you saw, like, you felt it. You felt what Edge yeah. was feeling when you saw him. Like, the tears were almost coming out of his face. Again, a tremendous reaction. Um, and again, just from a, a nine year hiatus from a neck injury that not a lot of people come back from. Because again, just with neck injuries, quad injuries, like I talked about with Triple H with his quad injury, it's not easy to come back from, um, especially with doctors telling him, like, you're probably never going to wrestle again. And that's, that's just a story in of itself. Yeah. However, I have to go with Brock. I have to go with Brock. And here's why with Brock. And I said the same thing about, I said the same thing about triple H as well as like CM Punk and the landscape, the landscape changed when Brock came out during that time, man with edge. I can't choose edge because again, like Joel said it earlier, like because of that return, we got tremendous moments and a payoff with Brock facing Cena, squashing Cena at SummerSlam. You saw him defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And again, it's it, it brought another layer of Brock Lesnar that not a lot of people from back in the early Ruthless Aggression era that people have seen. With Edge, as great as the moment was, I can't really say the payoff, but the 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 lead up into his return, it led straight into the into the Thunderdome era. And I feel like a lot of that mm-hmm. kind of just killed the vibe and it killed the momentum of that return. As good as that, what was it? It was between Orton and Edge at WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, it just killed that whole entire momentum with, in front of nobody, man. And it's not even Edge's fault, but just with Brock, how he came out, it changed the whole landscape. And I know The Rock was there was the year prior. He had the, the matchup, of course, at WrestleMania with The Rock. He was going to go back to Hollywood, at least for, for that certain amount of time. And now it's just like, okay, now what? And now Brock comes out and that whole landscape freaking changes once Brock came in. And that that's just a moment, not just big for Brock and the fans, but for the company as a whole. 
you know, and yeah. I think that that's also when it comes to return is like how much does it impact the company than it does for also the fans as well as the person. It did wonders for Brock, but it did wonders for also the company as well. So I have to tie that in as well uh, in regards to that, man. I hate, I hate that I have to I had to choose yeah. that, but it just it, it's it's only fair. Like I, that's the thing about me too, fellas. Is like as much as I am a fan of somebody. I just have to be honest. Like I, yeah. I, that's just who I am in regards to that. Like I, I can't choose edge because as great as a moment it was, and it's, it's one of the greatest returns. I'm not oh, disputing yeah. that. It's just with Brock. It was just, again, the Holy shit chant is just, again, I'm telling you, it's one of those layers of a return to where it's like, Oh snap. It's just like the atmosphere just changes. It feels like goosebumps and everything. Same with edge too. But again, just the, the change in landscape and and what it did wonders for Brock's career. You could arguably say for Edge, like Edge was already a he was already made even without that return. Honestly, I mean he's had tremendous matchups with people like John Cena, people like Triple H, people like The Undertaker. So I, I think he was already made. But with Brock, you can arguably say without him coming back to the company and having moments with The Undertaker, John Cena, and others you know, what's the trajectory and how we look upon or how we look at Brock Lesnar's career, if that kind of makes sense. So I think yeah. that that impacts a lot of things in that regard. So that was tough. <laughs> I know, I was yeah. so tough, man, but I have to go with Brock in that regard. I was on the same thing. I was going back and forth with these two, but I'm like, it's just edge. Was just like, I think it's, like I said, same thing with John Cena. I think that was one of the top three Royal Rumble returns that I've seen um, yeah. in my time watching. So. I couldn't go up against that. I love Brock. Great return, but I had to be biased. Recency biased with this one. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, fair, fair Edge is yeah. one of your top guys. Yeah, he is one of my top guys. You, I love you start Edge. watching at the time that Edge was yeah. the man. So it yeah. makes total sense. Why he, was he was the, the badass player. heel during yeah. that time. So, mm -hmm. you know, to see him come back and I was like, I almost shed a tear. Like you said, James, like watching his emotion was like, I yeah. feel that. I felt so, it like, dude, I'm a big edge fan. So I felt yeah. it, man. Like I, I was, I was so happy to see him back and it was just, it was great. Such it was just awesome a great moment. moment. It, it yeah. truly bro. It really was. But with Brock, I just think that that return did more for Brock in the long run than it did for edge because, and again, it's not edge's fault, but the whole Thunderdome era thing and the pandemic, I think it just killed a lot of momentum in regards to yeah. that. And that's why I can't really choose that over Brock. I understand. I understand. Uh, so next matchup, we got Chris Jericho's 2007 return going up against The Rock's 2011 Monday Night Raw return. Um, I'm going to set this start this one off. I'm going to go with The Rock uh, returning to Raw because I remember watching that time during WWE where they were building up the guest of WrestleMania 27, I believe that was the years. Yeah. Or 28. Yeah, yeah. One of those 27. two. 27, yeah. So they were building that up and... I remember the night when he returned, they made it a big deal. They shut the lights off. They saw the thunder going up the top uh, tron, whatever. And then the rock, I, you, I, that was the last person I thought of. Like, no way right. to get the rock. <laughs> right. And then you heard the, the, the theme song and the whole reaction of the entire arena went wild. I even went wild from home. I'm like, oh, shit. I love the Chris Jericho return because he had the countdown. I think he got rid of the countdown. Or yeah, I don't remember. It was like is it he the last I think he's he I think he still had the countdown. I think he got rid of it after when I think when he returned in twenty twenty or no twenty thirteen, I think, when he came back from the yeah. rumble. I that think was, that that's yeah. when he got rid of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I remember like he 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 got rid of the, the Jericho Tron. That's what it was. The, the Tron, yeah. The Tron, mm-hmm. yeah. He just but he still had like a different countdown, but right. Um I love the Jericho return. He came back with a shorter hair, different, different vibe to him, but um I think the rock gave me more goosebumps than watching Jericho um return. That's just my opinion, but um I don't know. I just felt like the rock gave me gave the arena, you know, you know. They also had different, like, you know, it also had great stories leading after that with the whole Cena stuff. What was supposed to be a once in a lifetime thing ended up mm-hmm. being twice. Um, the whole him feuding with uh, the Miz involved, you know, coming back winning the WWE Championship. Um, not saying Jericho had a back career after that in WWE, but I think I'd enjoyed what The Rock had during his time in WWE. So I had to choose The Rock there. Mm-hmm. Um, James, who do you think had a better return between the two? Um, I'm gonna say The Rock as well. Um, I, again, I, again, no, no shade to Jericho. I think if you put Jericho with anyone else, I think you can make another stand argument. But guys, like it's, I mean, it's the it's The Rock as well. Like, yeah. I mean, that whole and again, it came at a time as well. Like I said the same thing about just just earlier about Brock is like the landscape changing in regards to like I know like there's I have a lot of friends who obviously of course who were slight older than me that were part of that attitude era and how they were drawn back into wrestling because the rock came back and i think that that return just again it, it's it's that layer to where how special it is how like fans who had to walk away because i mean i listen i come from the you know the early 2000s ruthless the ruthless aggression era but that like approaching 2010s era it was a very like just <laughs> I don't know Different. what the words are. Yeah, yeah. Joel, like let you, Joel, yeah. you're laughing. I know exactly. Yeah. You know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. It was just like I, I think just something just needed to change, and, and and who knows? Maybe that type of you know return also tried maybe influenced God knows who in regards to the bra coming back as well the next year. Um, but that that was just needed in regards to the buildup and the hype of WrestleMania because I mean let's be honest, guys. Maybe outside of at the time, what punk and maybe a handful of others, Daniel Bryan, if you want to say as well, there was hardly a lot of people moving the needle during that time. Very, very little. And I think with, with rock and just how, again, how just, just polarizing he is just adds a layer and how it brought back so many fans that had to walk away from, from, from this product. And just from one person and one return, it, it grabs a whole bunch of fans. in. so I think in that aspect, it, it that's what makes it more special. And I think for Chris, for Jericho, I still remember that, that return. It was one of the few returns getting into wrestling that I definitely remember. I think it was, it was a whole shtick that started with Randy Orton. And I believe it, then it started with JBL shout out to JBL, one of the best heels freaking ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that whole return, I mean, it was special again, it was special in its own way with Chris, but with the rock and how it did wonders for the business. I think that that's also important as well. Yeah, understandable. Joel, who do you think had the better return? James, I love that you brought that up because The Rock's return got me back into wrestling. Well, it got me back into WWE. <laughs> um, I had stopped watching around 08. Um, still keep tabs on it, like watch highlights. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That they yeah, would, yeah. Um, stuff like that. And like I would check out paper, like the big four paper. Yeah. That I, would, I would still order. But mm-hmm. wow, it was a bad time to be watching wrestling. It was, yeah, yeah. It was pretty. T- it was tough. Yeah, I it stopped watching around the early 2010s too. But yeah, it was just yeah. a tough time. So the Rock really got people back into it. And yeah, 
that was a big reason why I got back into wrestling. The like they were hyping up, you know, we have a host for Mania. I was like, okay. I watched Mania, like that's one of the pay-per-views I watched. Let me watch this episode raw. When the mm-hmm. Raw came out, that was the time that I started watching weekly television again. That's when yeah. I started keeping up with it. And it's crazy how just one person can make that shift. Yeah. yeah. Like if yeah. that would have not happened, I who knows what you know what I mean? Who knows mm-hmm. what WWE is doing right now and yeah. what kind of numbers they're doing and what kind of companies are around. You know what I mean? Like it's just weird that like that that return sparked a whole new era for WWE. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and just let me end it with this. Um, it's funny you mentioned that too. And like, yeah, because like, again, I've same with you, Joel, as well as other people that I know, like they were just drawn back into wrestling just from one sole person. And I'm sure like people will also feel a certain type of way like, oh, The Rock came back and that's taking TV time away from all these other talents that are busting yeah. their yeah. ass. Well, yeah. I get yeah, to a degree. But again, man, at the end of the day, like it's business. And I understand, like, you know, we feel for certain wrestlers that should be given this opportunity. But at the end of the day, like, if you're producing them on television and it's not working as a bit as part of a business, like you have to you have to do these types of things. And if you have an opportunity to bring The Rock back and to grab fans back that left the product and was not watching it, then it's it's just it's just business you know because again i always say this too fellas it's like there's certain people that you give the opportunity when the timing is right to put on television and then there's some people to where like yeah we want to see them do well but they have no business being on television right now and i think it was just at that time to where okay let's at least stretch this out to wrestlemania we need big we need big headlines we need big you know just momentum we need big freaking headlines going into mania and you know the rock was fell into their lap and I don't blame WWE because again, it was just, it was, you could say maybe it was desperate <laughs> in a way yeah. because it's the rock and he was pretty much yeah. part time if you want to say, but it, it was, it just, again, it changed the landscape and it well as it changed because by 20, 2011, like, I mean, then again, Brock came back and then freaking 2015, 2016, I thought was also a nice little, nice little jump in in regards to momentum. I thought the product was slightly getting better 2015, 2016. And then it kind of went down again around 2018, 2019 in that regard. But from that stretch from, from, from 11 to about 16 ish, and it started with the rock. So in that regard, it just, it has to be the one over Jericho. So yeah, well, hundred percent. I agree with all that. That's so true. It is. It was a whole hundred years that you just like, uh, I don't know that like this that adds up. Yeah. That's yeah. So wild how one event sparks. Yeah. Changes history. Yeah. That's yeah. Wild. So last matchup in the first round, we got the Hardy Boys 2017 WrestleMania 33 return versus Cody Rhodes's return from 2022 last year WrestleMania 38. Uh, Joel, who do you think had a better return between these two? We're gonna be super biased here. Wow, that Hardy Boys return was crazy. That's one of my favorite <laughs> returns of all time. Personally, I gotta go with the Hardys. Cody, cool moment, awesome. Can't take nothing away from him. It was just the Hardys. I was so sold that they would never come back. It was like one of those things that it was kind of like a punk to AEW kind of thing. It was like there was these rumors like the Hardys are showing up. They yeah. lose their they lose the Ring of Honor belts the night before against the Bucks. I'm like, 
they're trolling us. Like, they're definitely, like, just fucking with us, making us think they're going to return. Because they just didn't even fit the match. It was just that it was a ladder match. It was like, oh, yeah. that's the Hardy Boys match. Like, if you look at the teams in there, it was the club. It was Enzo and Cass. And there was one more team. Oh, Seamus and yes. Bar, yeah. and, Cesaro. and Cesaro. They yeah. match up with none of those teams. What are they doing in <laughs> yeah. there? So it was like, there's yeah. no way they're coming back. And I was there at the Mania when it happened. Oh, man. I have a video on my phone saved. And mm. I'm shaking from excitement. The video is mm. just terrible. Because <laughs> it reminds me, yo, yeah. that moment was such a such an amazing moment as a fan and as a like I said, bias because I'm a lifelong Hardy Boys fan. Like I, I've been waiting for them to come back to WWE. I hate that it didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. Thought we were gonna get another Jeff Hardy title run, but it is what it is. Um, but I think that was just such a great moment. Cody again, great moment. Um, I think we just in my head again. This takes away from it. I just always. I was like, Cody's a WWE guy. Even when he started AEW, I was like, bro, I don't know what you're doing. Like, why are you here? You know what I mean? Like, just go back already. Like, you're just, I remember he came into the Bullet Club. He ruined the fucking Bullet Club. I was like, why don't you just go home already? Like, just just (laughs) go home. Then he started Uh. AEW. He was on a cool run. I was like, you know what? He's not even going for the title. He's having matches here and there. The Anthony Agogo thing happens. The promos happen. I'm like, you just need to go back to WWE and maybe they'll appreciate you more. Like, yeah. Look at what happened. Yeah. But it was a great moment, but uh, I can't put it over the Hardys boys moment. And that's maybe mm-hmm. biased because I'm a Hardy fan and maybe biased because I was there. Maybe. <laughs> no, fair enough. Yeah, no, James, who do you think had a better return? James? I'm going to have to disagree with Joel, and I'm going to say it was Ooh. Cody Rhodes, and here's why. Um, yes, the Hardy Boys was tremendous. And trust me, I also have a soft spot for the Hardy Boys. Again, that's my era, the Hardy Boys, the whole that whole spiel matches with Rick and Edge and Christian, that whole spiel and everything. Yeah. With Cody, man, and again, I'm not even a Cody Rhodes fan. This is just oh, something, man, again, man. that's just from pure honesty. Again, the chain, and I, I want to stay accurate with these with these takes, is like, the change in landscape, a guy that was an EVP, <laughs> right? Freaking the rival company that is that built AEW from the ground up comes to back over to the rival company that is WWE. And I get it. That's pretty, you know, Joel, you said it like it's his home and everything, but still. And, and of course it was, I guess you could say like it was, you know, announced prior because we expected Cody Rhodes to return because of all the sources and everything. But just the moment in of itself from a guy that helped build AEW from the ground up and that same person comes back to WWE and now it's done wonders for Cody's career because I mean, and like you said, in, in Cody's career, and I've said this, and I don't know how you fellas feel about this. And, and again, this is what I, I, I go into how it did wonders for Cody's career, because you can argue and say like the Hardy boys were already made. They're the Hardy Boys. Oh, we yeah. all know them. Even without yeah. that return, they're they're still one of the best tag teams of all time. Oh, but with course. Cody, man, like there was a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths in that AW return, and it's because of the fact that he was an EVP. And I truly believe that there is a a major reason why that he left. And I believe one of those reasons why is because he was an EVP and he didn't know how to book himself. And I think it's hurt the Bucks and Omega a lot. Because they have the EVP name, and because of that, they don't know how to book themselves properly. 
and and it's just blurred the lines of Omega and the Bucks and where they're at right now. And again, it and changing the trajectory of AEW as well because I'm telling you right now, ever since Cody Rhodes left, you can tell that there's a dramatic or just a dramatic change over in that company since he's left. I don't know what it is, but you can tell like there's just something that's off with that company since he's left. And I'm telling you, there's a reason why he left. And, and, and it's just the moment of him, you know, putting all of his chips into one basket, going back to this company and doing wonders for the company and how he got that tremendous reaction and how building up that momentum to WrestleMania, by the way, biggest botch in the history, probably one of the biggest botches in history, him losing to freaking Roman Reigns at Mania. That's a different story for a different day. (laughs) But I just think that when it comes to how it helped the company, because I want to be consistent here, how it helped WWE, the company, pro wrestling, and Cody Rhodes, I think that 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 return changed and progressed Cody Rhodes' career in such a dramatic way by leaving AEW and going to WWE. So in that aspect, I love the Hardy Boys, love them. And that and that pop was tremendous. And I know, Joel, you were there. And I felt it even just watching it on TV. Yeah. But I have to go with Cody because it just it did more. It did more wonders. It just did more for his career from AEW than the Hardy Boys in that return. Because the Hardy Boys were already made. They were already legends. But for Cody, yeah. you know, his, his trajectory was going the completely opposite direction. And because of that decision that he made... And now he's one of the biggest stars in wrestling today. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get the point of like how big the Cody Rhodes return was because, yeah, the first AEW guy to jump from AEW to WWE, but he was also a WWE guy. Um, in terms of like which one I favorited, because the way I looked at this specific matchup was like, how did I personally react from the returns? Um, and for me, I thought the better one was the Hardy Boys because, again, I said this before with Cody Rhodes, one we had his name engraved in our minds, so that was kind of expected to happen. So the Hardys did not did not even know at all. I don't think a lot of people backstage, the New Day, didn't even know they were coming out, and you saw by their reaction when they announced them to come out. You know, no one had any idea. So the fact that the talent had no idea uh, said a lot too. Um, and the, un, I, I couldn't only imagine how it felt in person, Joel, um, being there, oh, I, I probably would have, <laughs> I, I probably would have, no, um, you know, was, was shaking the entire time too. Cause I was shaking at home. I was like, oh shit, they're back. Um, and yeah, you could say that both runs afterwards were not great. I and mean, for the Hardy boys, it wasn't great. Um, and I, I completely understand your point, James, with how much, you know, Cody Rhodes means to the company now that he's back. But again, it's just, it was tough for me. So I had to look at just the days itself. Both of them were WrestleMania uh, returns. So um, the two most recent mem- uh, WrestleMania returns. So those are big in general. To have a return at WrestleMania, to be surprises. Yeah. Uh, it says a lot about both returns. But um, yeah, I may not be the biggest Jeff Hardy and the Hardy Boys fans. But it was still a great return to see them back. So for me, I have to go with the Hardy. But I love the Cody return. I'm so It meant so much. I thought he was going to go with Cody. <laughs> and, and now it was hard. It was hard because, like, I didn't know which one to choose. This was a tough nah, one. It, it was hard, it too. It was a tough one. Yeah. It was, it a was tough. tough. One. I just had to be biased. I was like, and also, I look at it as one of the last great Hardy moments. 
Yeah. Um, Cause now they're just they're older, yeah. man. Like yeah. we're not gonna get the high flying that we did when they were younger, and we gotta right. accept yeah. that. Like we just gotta yeah. be okay with that. So I always look at that moment as like, all right, they went home, cool. Yeah. Like they yeah. they got their last run. Like that was awesome. Yeah. At least they had um, their last was, run. Yeah. And that was the start of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I always look at that as like the last great Hardy yeah. Boys moment. Yeah. I mean, shoot, if I was there too, I would be biased as well. So I don't, I don't like you <laughs> in that regard, yeah. bro. So yeah. I'm, gl- I'm glad you got to witness that. That's badass. Seriously. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. jealous of you, man. I wish I was there to see it. <laughs> um, but now and into the next Uh-oh. round. The heavy we have Here we go. Oh, Triple H going up against uh, John yeah, yeah, Cena yeah. from 2008. Um, I'm going to start this one off. I'm going to go with John Cena to be biased here. Um, I just love, let alone the return itself, I just love that 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 stage that they had when they had to open the doors and he was standing there with his arms crossed looking down. (laughs) Um, That, that was just awesome to see. Yeah. Like triple H came back and had the whole colors surrounding him and his persona changed a little bit. But um, I guess, like I said before in the first round, it was just, I was too young for that. Um, And I didn't really start watching till later on. So to me, witnessing Cena's return was just, you know, incredible to see as a fan point of view and as a what well, how old was like 10 maybe nine or ten um as a young fan cheering for john cena one of the beloved beloved superstars ever um you know as a fan it was just amazing to see him come back and again the whole thing of like him coming back earlier than what he was expected to return um that story was just awesome i love the triple h one and uh yeah i just feel like john cena was much better james who do you think was a better return between the two even though I didn't witness it in person, um, and again, I love the Cena return. Um, and again, when you think of Cena, you think of that return. It was tremendous. But I have to go with Triple H. Um, just again, with I said it before earlier um, from the first round of this bracket is like with Cena. And look, a torn pack is a torn pack. Like, I mean, listen, I'm an athlete. I, I've dealt with injuries and I know how hard it is to come back as well as like a torn quad from it's, it's not easy. Uh, but with, with Cena, like he was already as look. And I, again, I never, I never witnessed the whole triple H return. So I can't speak in that regard. And that's where I kind of want to be fair about this, because if I were to probably experience that, I would, I would probably still end up picking triple H in that regard. And, but another reason is that with Cena, I feel like Cena as a baby face was already made. Like even when he would come back with Triple H again, like we knew only Triple H as the heel. And even yeah. from that torn quad, he comes back and he gets that reception. And that was just the moment to where you knew Triple H had had a, a road to be the top babyface in the ruthless aggression era, which led to great feuds like Triple H and Randy Orton, Triple H and Jeff Hardy, Triple H and The Undertaker, stuff with DX, you know, people freaking DX yeah. getting reunited for another uh, era of, of wrestling fans. And, and again, it's just also that injury in regards to, again, you know, we never, when it comes to a torn quad, I don't know how people are familiar with it comes to like the fact of a torn quad. And again, a peck is no, no joke either. We saw it from Cody Rhodes not too long ago, but man, it's just like, you wonder how with triple H he was ever going to be the same after that, after that injury. And the Mm -hmm. fact that he became even bigger and better because of it with Cena, we knew he was most likely going to come back whenever that time was. And he was already made as that big baby face guy in the company. 
So as great and listen, and I I respect Cena for coming back early, like I said for, from the first round of the bracket. But I just think again with Cena, with or without that big return, which was the Rumble. I still feel like Cena still would have made himself as the top guy because he was already made as the top guy. But with Triple yeah. H as the baby face, we knew he was the top heel, but we didn't know if he could pull off the baby face shtick. And because of that moment, that's when people knew like, all right, we can put this guy, we can put the rocket onto his back as one of the top baby faces down the road in the ruthless aggression era. So I think in that, in that regard, it just did more wonders for Triple H's career because, of course, he went on to win the Rumble. And I think he became the undisputed champion at that WrestleMania. And then, of course, with Cena, he wins the Rumble. But I believe he ended up losing to Randy Orton in a triple threat with him yeah. and Triple H anyway. Yeah. So I think with Triple H, it did more wonders for his career as well. It had a better payoff in the long run that solidified his career. So I'm going to go with Triple H. Not bad. Not bad. I'm not mad about that choice. Joel, who would you choose between the two? It's a beautiful day, Nick. You better put that next to Triple H. Triple H's <laughs> return. Wow. What a moment, man. Like it, like I said in the first round, like just that aura that he had with him. And also, fun fact, both of these guys came back from injury from tearing something. Both at MSG. I just noticed. Both that, MSG, that yeah. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. Both at the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely gotta go with Triple H. I feel like I already explained it. Also, James just gave you a whole breakdown. Yeah, why I'm <laughs> yeah. Triple H is yeah. Triple H, man. I I get that. Um, I mean, I just wanted to put John Cena in there because I feel like you guys were gonna choose Triple H anyways. <laughs> nah, so I just yeah, wanted to put John the Cena. Cena. One is crazy too. Like, yeah, no, Cena's is great. It, yeah, yeah. Cena's is great, no doubt. It is. It is. So next matchup, Jabal, we're going to start with you. Bray Wyatt, twenty twenty two versus CM Punk this year. Who had a better return in your opinion? Bray Wyatt. Ooh, that's yeah. just straight. Just straight I mean, up. Yeah, no, hesita- <laughs> no hesitation. Bray, said it. Okay. I love like, it. No hesitation. Yeah. <laughs> you know why Bray Wyatt? Because of all the reasons you guys said in the first round of how it told the story and like they brought it to life. Um, the Punk return was cool. I didn't like that. Like, I get it. It was a shock factor with the gra- after the graphic goes up, but it was just it just felt like they just did it just to do it. There was nothing behind it. Um, was still trying to figure out who's his first opponent gonna be. Like, I get yeah. it. They a lot of people are like, well, you gotta let social media do the work. People of the videos of Rollins going around, the videos of Rhea flipping people off on his music hit. But like, you could have pan to your champion that was in the ring you could just pan to him real quick and like showed that reaction like me having to go online and find that as a casual fan you're not gonna find that you're just gonna see oh cm punk returned um i i would have thought it would have meant a lot more if it was tied to something tied to someone or told us what he was here for like even if he would just did the gesture of the belt and be like oh okay we know why he's here um the bray wyatt one like you said, the the little like uh, hidden clues with the QR codes, like what is yeah. that? The rabbit mm-hmm. and people guessing who it is, and finally we figured out after a while it was Wyatt, and I was like, well, when is it gonna happen? It was still we don't know when it's gonna happen. Like I didn't even get to watch the return live because I missed this pay per view because I was working, and then I found out right after. I was like, fuck! Like there was no. There was nothing yeah, yeah. that like gave you, yo, at the pay per view he's gonna come out. 
Exactly. Like there was nothing that gave you that. So it was just one of those things that it became must see and must look for. Like it was one of those things. So I got to give it to Bray. Um, I I, I loved Bray's return, but I pretty much said, I'm going to go with CM Punk. And I said it in the first round. Like till this very second, I still really can't wrap my head around the fact that he's back in WWE. And I mean that in a good way to where it's like, oh shit, he's really back. After saying mm-hmm. for tons of years that he was never going to go back, that he never even wanted to wrestle. Um, so I just, to see that and be like, to see him actually in the WWE ring again, and to finally, he looks healthier than ever. Um, mm-hmm. a, a, a return that broke records on social media, that people yeah. are still talking about to this day. That yeah. says a lot about that return. Mm-hmm. I love Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was fun. It was, it was amazing. It was emotional. It grabbed you into it. But I think CM Punk's meant more to the business than Bray Wyatt's did. Um, so for that, I'm going to have to go with CM Punk. James, I'm putting in the hot seat. Who goes to the next round, Bray Wyatt or CM Punk? Oh, my God. This is freaking freaking tough as crap, man. <laughs> um, God, I fr- look, I am a huge – if people know me from my podcast, I freaking adore Bray Wyatt. Rest in peace to Wyndham Rotunda. Freaking love that dude. I, I, words can't describe, like, honestly, how much I – just appreciate the guy and just his creativity and everything. Yeah. As well as the return itself. Unbelievable return. And it's something as a fan of Bray that I'm always going to remember. I have to go with CM Punk, man. I have to, because look, it just, and I said this even before when we, it was uh, with the whole Bray as well as Shane thing from earlier in the bracket, right? It just puts a there's just a bad taste in my mouth of how that payoff of this character yeah. ended up. Right. And like you said, and I Nick, I a hundred percent agree with you. I think just with CM Punk, it just meant more to the company as well as it draw in a lot of people. And I mean a lot of freaking yeah. people. Um, and again, Bray, and, and and it's it's the same as a lot of these other returns. It was great in its own way. And I love the fact and how it was special because that's just how Bray Wyatt would want it to be special. But for Punk, it impacts more for WWE and that company and just what you can possibly do with this and and the great business that you can you can follow up with this. So I, I have to choose. I have to choose. But I I hate that I'm I'm doing that yeah. because I love Bray so much. But I again, man, I just I gotta be honest. I can't. I, I it would it it would it would do. I wouldn't freaking like it wouldn't feel right to, for me not to be honest and not go with Punk in this. So. Exactly. I, I I felt the same exact way. I had to be honest with this matchup instead yeah. of being like biased with one. Yeah. This one because yeah. like I don't know. I just felt right choosing CM Punk because it actually meant more. No rest mm-hmm. in peace break. But it's just. But that's not I his like fault. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Why yeah. it's fault that WWE always booked him like shit, and now they want to show love to him. It's just, I. Uh, that's why I picked Wyatt because even though like I knew you were gonna go through like what it did for the company, but I can't uh-huh. do that with this one because I know they always booked him like shit. So it was like, I gotta go with what the buildup was and how yeah. it felt in yeah, the moment. That is true. And with that these two, I had to go with Wyatt. That's Let, why I went with Wyatt. I wanna I wanna respond to that real quick before we move on. Um Joel, uh I would say in regards to his booking, now I honestly disagree with that statement because 
I Bray Wyatt has always been booked very well. I think when it comes to Bray and his booking, I think it was always, and, and it's part of the booking, but I think majority of the booking, I thought he was always booked very, very well. Like he was always in big moments. He was always in big spots. Yeah, but I think I think when it comes to the big matchup, like with Cena and others at like with Randy Orton at WrestleMania, Undertaker. like that Undertaker, like yeah. that. That's the booking botches. Goldberg, bro, I yeah. can't. I bro, that freaking match against yeah. Goldberg. I, I, oh, I God, that, I that drives me up a Every, wall from so that many decision. Matches that are like had nothing to do with the booking, but the wrong person won. What are you doing? I, I yeah, yeah, no, I agree, but I can't say that he was booked poorly because he was still a big part of the company and a big part of the oh, television no, of course, shows. Yeah. So I can't really say he was booked poorly, but, but in regards to, and Joel, but you are right. into yeah. a degree, the big matchups is what brought, what could have made Bray Wyatt good to even great and special yeah. was just that extra freaking little push. Just that little push was yeah. just to give him that victory at mania and against Goldberg. And for some reason, like they just, they didn't want to do it because again, I always say this all the time. This company never wants people to feel like they're larger than the company. And I think with they saw something in Bray mm -hmm. to where if we book this dude to the moon, then he's going to become larger than the company because they did it with Punk years ago. And we know how that whole spiel with Punk ended years yeah. ago. And I feel like it the same thing happened with Bray before Roman Reigns was, you know, his shtick started with the tribal chief gimmick. It was yeah. Bray Wyatt. And I think that that was the layer of Bray trajectory that prevented him from really being the top guy or one of oh. the top guys of the company so that that's just that's a just my idea yeah. agree. a thousand percent mm -hmm. agree because even the first mania with cena how are you not giving that to why with exactly all the I, bro honestly yeah. like i think like, like the shield versus wyatt family should have been saved for mania i've been saying yeah, that, that for year. like yeah. I, I like bro i went back and watched that match like i i don't know how many times i went back and watched that match and i'm always saying to myself how was this not safe for yeah. mania yeah. how do you not do that yeah. and you have them go to and listen in the in the cena feud was fine but like you have them go there to freaking lose to see like why? It just it was. I don't. I don't get it. I'll never yeah. get it. But it's yeah. frustrating. But you know, it's it, it. What can you do? It just like bro. He's yeah, one. Dude. He's one run. He's he's one run WrestleMania victory, and that was the whole fight. I don't even know if you call Firefly it a match. Funhouse. It was the yeah. Firefly yeah. Funhouse match. Outside yeah. of that, he's lost every single WrestleMania. Bro, that is criminal. That is yeah. freaking ridiculous. Yeah, hearing <laughs> so, that yeah. back, it does sound ridiculous. It's but funny. oh my goodness, man. Uh, yeah. Just it frustrates me. Yeah. I know. Because <laughs> yeah. he has, because it's yeah. like we all saw, like, yo, there's something special about this guy. Why is nobody like doing nothing about it? Why are we just, dude, it's it's ridiculous. It is, oh, man. man. So, Ray, yeah, yeah shout rest, out in Ray, rest in peace. Rest in yeah. peace to Wyndham. Much love. Uh, next matchup, you got Stone Cold's 2000 return versus Brock Lesnar's 2012 return. James. In your opinion, who was the better return? Ooh, okay. I'm starting this one off. I'm going to say, man, so a lot of people who are probably from the Attitude Era are not going to be so fond with this response, but I'm going to say Brock. Um, because, and again, it just ties back to what I said. I'll try to make this short, but again, with Brock, it just did more. It did wonders more for the company as well as for him. I think for Stone Cold, as great as a moment that was, and I praised the heck out of that from you know from earlier on in the first round. But I just think again, when it comes to Stone Cold, because I want to be consistent here, 
I think that there's just more moments for Stone Cold that you'll go back. Like, I don't think that this yeah. is a moment to where you'll look back and like, oh, remember when he returned at Backlash? Yeah, it's one of them. But the first thing you think about Stone Cold is freaking Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. You're also yeah. going to think of the supermarket brawl with Booker T. I freaking love that supermarket yeah. brawl. You're going to think of the beer truck. You're going to think of the few. Yeah, that is true. You're going to think of all of this stuff from Stone Cold. So and you compare that to Brock and how that did wonders for Brock and it did wonders for the company in such a desperate, maybe not desperate, but such a needed time in the business. Like it has to be Brock in that way. Much love to stone cold and much love to that moment. Cause it was a great moment, but yeah. sometimes it's just, it's more also about the company and how it did wonders for the company as well as the superstars. So, yeah. I was so going to say the same, I was going to say the same thing in regards to stone cold is like, there's so many things you can remember about stone cold to where I don't think, this return maybe the one that stands out the most yeah um, ex exactly so and like i said too in the first round stone cold has many returns that have this big pop to it mm -hmm. but i feel like i want to go with brock though because brock had uh, an amazing return his his run from this point on uh was the only time i've seen brock i didn't see his early days yeah so i didn't really it, this run showed me how beast of a man he is you know you know, like I went back and started watching his old stuff, and I'm like, damn, this guy's, you know, has, you know, this lot, you know, I don't know what else to say. This is Brock Lesnar, you know, yeah, he's a yeah, beast yeah, yeah. in the ring. So, yeah, for this return, uh, and I, it made me enjoy Brock and really show me what he could do. So, I had to go with Brock with this one. Joel, who are you going to choose? I gotta go with Brock, man. It was just one of those moments. Stone Cold loved that moment, but like you said, Stone Cold has a bunch of those moments. Um, and the big return everybody always thinks about is like the time that he left for like a couple of weeks with the, uh, we want the old stone cold and he comes back with the lions. That's like <laughs> one of the big yeah. moments people think about. So I think more people put that in front of this return and yeah. that's not even on the top of the list of stone cold moments. So that says a lot. Yeah. So I gotta mm -hmm. go with Brock. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Clean sweep for Brock. Joel, we're going to start with you with this round too. The Rocks return in 2011 versus the Hardy Boys in 2017. The better, Rock. better return. The, the Rock. Rock. It just it it got me back into wrestling. It put that fire under WWE that they needed at that moment. That that they really needed at that moment. And even though he was only there for a short time, he made a big difference. Um, but yeah, that moment just I I remember the build up around it, and like you said, with the thunder and. Shutting off all the lights. The Rock was the last person I would have thought was gonna come out. Um, just so, just for that moment, remembering like, cause the Hardys was an awesome moment. I remember, like, the feeling I had. But the Rock's moment, I also remember being in my house and I was like, whoa, like this is a. In my mind, I was like, this is a game changer. I gotta start keeping up with this again. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I'm gonna choose uh, the Hardy Boys. Mainly because I think that, you know, the reaction from the crowd, you know, the crack, the reaction from the New Day sticks out a lot. You know, they, like, like I said in the first round, they didn't even know that the Hardy Boys were coming out. The fact that their own talent had no idea and they got, they caught that on tape. Um, I just love that return. I love The Rock's return. It was great. You know, it led to a, a quote unquote, you know, once in a lifetime. It wasn't once in a lifetime, but, um, the Hardy Boys return just still gives me goosebumps to this day. The Rock does too a little bit, but not as much as the Hardy Boys. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to give this one to the Hardy Boys, James, for the tiebreaker. Who had the better return? With I'll two? make the sh- I'll make the short. I'll go with the <laughs> Rock, man. It's it's a freaking no brainer. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Um, again, no, no shit. Yeah, no, no shit. And listen, no, and I hear where you're coming I from. I, 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 I truly do, but it's just like, man, it's just again, I like the Hardy Boys. It's just, man, it's just like, again, and I'll make this short. It's just again what it did for the company. And what it did for fans like Joel, like coming back and getting back into wrestling. That's just the yeah. most important thing in regards to that. Um, and yeah, I mean, you can argue with The Rock and how like, oh, it was a short amount of time. Well, it was yeah. kind of a, also a short amount of time for the Hardy Boys, too, um, in regards to that as well. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I th- <laughs> you got to just you got to go with The Rock. Like I mentioned earlier, it's just I think it's a no brainer in regards to that. Much love to the Hardy Boys, though. It was a yeah. great moment. And again, it was special in its own way. So. Yeah, I understand for The Rock. It's just, you know, at that time, I was like, oh, what, what, three years into watching wrestling? So The Rock was like, it's cool to see him back. I knew who he was, obviously. Yeah. But it was like, still a cool moment. You know, I kind of expected that, but the Hardy Boys, were like, I was a huge yeah. fan of them. You know, Fair I was still, enough. They were still there. So, yeah. Um, final four now. Uh, we have Triple H's 2002 return, which is CM Punk's most recent Survivor City return. I'm going to start this one off, and I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm going to go with CM Punk because of, like I've said in the last two rounds, it's still talked about and it's been like, what, almost two weeks later. And I'm still even rewatching it back and back and back. And I'm like, damn, he's really here. I still can't wrap him. <laughs> I don't know why. I just can't wrap my head around it. It's like the yeah. guy who has been, you know, saying he won't do it. And it really, this is a pure example of that quote. Like I said before, never say never, you know, like, he said he was never going to return and he did it like yeah it's it's still shocking for me to hear that and to watch it back i'm like damn he yeah so wrong but like, it's been so it's yeah. been what it's been what about like a what two weeks almost two weeks yeah. it's happened it's just yeah it's still like oh my god like he actually came back to the company so yeah no it's i i hear you bro it's freaking yeah it's still surreal to me too honestly yeah james who do you think had a better return between the two? Oh man um I'm going to go with Triple H. I'm sorry. I have to go with Triple H. And here's why. Um, I just think with Punk, I still think that there's still very uncertainty of how this is going to end up. With Triple H, and again, I still want to be consistent throughout this whole entire thing. It just did wonders for Triple H. It did wonders for the company. And it did wonders for him being the top babyface in the company throughout the whole entire Ruthless Aggression era um and just again the the moment the pop being an msg and you know the comeback and just just everything in regards to the how it helped the company and triple h as a whole with punk yes it was a great moment and and no doubt um it it will definitely be a moment that'll be remembered for a very long time yeah Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be up there with this one along with the rock and brock lesnar and everyone else is no doubt but I still think as of right now, and who knows, this could it could change within the next year, two to three years in regards to how punk ends up. But I think as yeah. of right now, I still think there's too much uncertainty of how this is going to prolong. The reason I say that just to kind of like just to carry off of that is I have my thoughts about Triple H especially as a freaking as a suit and tie. <laughs> I've said it yeah, so many yeah. times. <laughs> Uh, for justified reasons, uh, but I will never go against of paying this dude's respect as the performer. Um, but as a suit and tie, bro, he is petty as fuck. 
I'm just saying, I'm just telling you, like, there's just a part of me, like the only way that this can go in a completely different direction is the whole, is the egos of both Triple H and Punk. Now, who knows? It's been 10 plus years. You know, he said, no, Triple H has stated he's changed and Punk's changed. So maybe they can put those, those, that personal relationship and, and, and those egos aside, but it's just the pettiness of Triple H, dude. He did it with Sting. He did it with Sting freaking years ago. He just he brings him back just for him to beat him at WrestleMania, yeah. just because the whole yeah. his whole relationship with WCW because he was because you no know, because he was a part of the Click and freaking WC and no freaking he had a hard relationship with people like Brett and others. So like that's just that's the only thing that kind of just is in the back of my mind in regards to that. But it's not even just that. It's just the uncertainty of we don't know where it's going to go. Sure, it can be great, but it also can end up being. A complete disaster. It, there's just a lot of uncertainty. But with yeah. Triple H, it's just more certain that it did wonders for the company as well as for him as the top that, baby face that he knows. That's now, also that in the back know. of my mind too. Is like, I love the return, but like, and again, the back of my mind is like, what's going to happen the next? Oh, right? Yeah. Weeks? And I, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason why. Outside of that, like, I mean, Punk's. It was. It was a. It was a special moment, and it will go down as one of. It, it's up there with Brock. The you know the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, everybody. So. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Joel, tiebreaker. Who had a better return? Triple H. Triple H. My heart is broken now, too. That is, yo, that is the number two return (laughs) of all time in my book. Triple, like, they announced that, and he still got the pop he got. Yeah. And even though he was juiced up, yeah. Wow, only yeah. came back with yeah. Eric House. Right. That was and again, bro, and again, he was yeah. a heel, bro. Like he was yeah. a yeah. top heel to get that type of react. Like that's what also just makes it more special. Because like you never knew, like okay, Triple H is a great heel, but can he pull the babyface yep. character? And like that's when you knew, and that's what also just made it ultra wow. special. Not just the pop and everything, because that yeah. was great of in itself, but just all of that, man, and how it, was, it just. Yeah. Yeah. The new presentation of Triple H. The new presentation, exactly. Because yeah, it was mm-hmm, like, absolutely. this is this is this is different. This is you different. Yeah. Jean jacket was like, this is different. This is yeah. Different. That was like the official the start of the game too. So it was yeah, like, yeah. This is like, well, this is like the new game. Like we knew the like new game, the yeah. game, but like he was still running around with Vince and stuff. This was like the start yeah. of like yeah the real solo uh, run. The real, of yeah. Triple yeah. H. Exactly. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I gotta go with Triple H. Right? That's fair. I mean. I thought CM Punk was making it to the finals, but hey, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad at Triple H's return. The CM Punk one just, was amazing. Yeah. Like, we'll never take anything <laughs> away from that. But yeah. like Triple H, man, I'm sorry, I'm going off a of bias and opinion here. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so now, but it's facts, though. Yeah. Yeah, that is facts. I agree with both of your points with Triple H. I'm not mad at that, but it's just, yeah. So next matchup, uh, Brock Lesnar 2012 return versus oh, The Rock's okay. 2011 return. I'm gonna start this one off too. Kick it off. I want to say Brock Lesnar because mm. I like The Rock's return, but Brock, like, it was about, it was just that moment to where it was like, like you said, Joel, in the first round, like, you had Cena put the mic up in the air, like, who's going to come out? Then Brock's music hits, and immediately all of, everyone just went wild in the arena. Yeah. Um, I, from home, was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Even though I saw reports, <laughs> like, yeah, he may come back, but it's like, it was one of those moments to me where it was like, you had to see it to believe it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't around during his early days, but I wouldn't, I didn't expect to see um, Brock Lesnar to come back and still do st- stuff in WWE. I thought he was just done and stopping right after the UFC and that's it. Same. 
So then the fact that he came back, that's what I the, the stuff that I saw from Brock Lesnar, you know, beating the fuck out of Cena, even though Cena, you know, should have won, but Brock Lesnar, it's Brock Lesnar, you know what I mean? He wrecked shit. Every time Brock Lesnar came out, I was scared. Like I was scared for the opponent. You know, I was like, damn, this is insane. But I just mm-hmm. love the run, the presentation they built for him. They incorporated the UFC stuff into his gear. Um, and you know, he became a different fighter from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, back in the early days, from what I've seen, he was a big powerhouse dude, just you know, not just at fighting people, but also power bombing people through the ring. And it's like now he was just using his submission moves, uh, his grappling, his you know, striking abilities. You saw a different side of Brock, but he was still a beast, yeah. So I love that about Brock. So I had to choose Brock's return. I love the Rock's return, it led to one of the greatest WrestleMania matches that we got to witness. Um, but it was just a short-lived run for The Rock. And it kind of, even though it's kind of expected for some people, I just still enjoyed Brock's return more than The Rock. So I had to go with Brock there. James, who do you have between the two? <sighs> um, man, I mean, you, I mean, this is, I was afraid we were going to get to this moment with these I, two returns. I knew it was going <laughs> <It was gonna, laughs> to At some point, we were going to have to make this decision. Right. Ex- yeah, exactly. Exactly, bro. This is, this is where it's really, really tough. Um, man. And again, everything I mentioned earlier, like I still mean, I still mean it in, you know, to a certain degree. Right. But I have to say the rock. Um, I just, I have to go with the rock because again, it just, it came at a time to where before Lesnar returned, it was just, again, that time to where the 2010s, 08, 09, it was a horrible year of professional wrestling in that company. And it started with the rock and how it brought in fans and how it brought in electricity going into mania. And, and, you know, and you can say the same thing for Lesnar as well, but I think it really started with the rock and again, and you can also make the argument that the fact that The Rock is just a bigger star and a bigger name than Brock Lesnar yeah. overall. So, I mean, if you want to tie that into that as well. But, um, yeah, man, both did wonders for the company. I said that in both of these returns. But I think for The Rock, because he came back before Lesnar and what that did, again, for the company, because, again, it was a rough time during that stretch. If you guys were part of that, anybody listening, yeah. you guys freaking know. So I have to go with I have to go with the Rock man in, in regards to in regards to that man. It's got to be the Rock. Much love to Brock Lesnar though. You yeah. can't go wrong with either one of these two, regardless. But I have to go with the Rock. I understand, Joel Tiebreaker. Who do you got, Brock so or Rock? I'm personally gonna go with Brock. Um, I do get it that it started with the Rock. Like I said, that's the reason I got back into wrestling. But mm. I feel like the landscape didn't change till after that mania. Till after yeah. Mania uh, 27. That first night kicked off like what WrestleMania 28 was going to look like. Uh, we knew Cena had to get revenge for something, whether he was going to win the Rumble or something, and then Bra coming out, and it was like, okay, now he's got something in his way. And it was just a new look into WWE. Like we said, that kicked off a new era. Even though The Rock... His return meant so much, but I think Brock coming out kind of like turned the key. Like I feel like Rock mm. like presented the key, like yo, this is about to be a new era. But I think it wasn't until Brock came that they decided to turn the key and open the door, and decide okay. to okay, this is this is what that's a good way to put it. Um, we're gonna build around, even though Cena and Brock are two 
older like at that time they were older guys but not really yeah there's still something here let's see what we could do with brock and then come in after that with the matches against cena and the breaking the streak and the beast and all these matches that we saw after that i i think yeah that's why the brock moment was way bigger um than the rock love the rock moment like i said um also as nick pointed out it, it was a little too short um but we do understand that like we knew he wasn't gonna stay forever you know what i mean we're lucky we got two yeah. wrestlemakers right out of him. right yeah <laughs> yeah that is true yeah. yeah and and a title run like we didn't think and a title exactly. run right? yeah who yeah. would thought we were getting a, a rock title run in what 2013 yeah like, that's that's <laughs> insane yeah. and he took it off of punk like that's even more insane yeah um but yeah just i i gotta give it to brock just putting these two side by side of course i love the moment too with just how the place goes crazy it was just such as like they were both such surprises but i just gotta go with brock on this one yeah and i thought you were gonna choose the rock so i was like let me start with brock (laughs) (laughs) right right so finals triple h 2002 return versus brock lenzer's 2012 return james gonna start with you with with the final bracket uh who do you have winning as the best return between these two well this is tough man because i was expecting yeah. the rock to be in the freaking finals and now i'm freaking torn now god damn it yeah <laughs> oh uh, joel come on man well, we were come freaking, on joel it was me fault. and you it was me and you from this we entire eye time. Eye the whole time we were eye to yeah. eye this entire time bro and then at the very end you gotta do this <laughs> shit, sorry, god damn bro- it he, he had a heel rock, turn we had a heel turn right rock now is bro- oh yeah. god damn it um yeah. <laughs> oh man he turned on no. you bro he turned on you right for real dude like come yeah. on man but um man this is because again and it's both turn or both returns again are very similar to what we've said this entire time right did yeah. wonders for triple h and his return and it did wonders for brock man <sighs> Man, this is tough, man. This um, is, tough, I, oh, this, is man. this is probably the toughest one right now, um, for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Triple H. Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm okay. gonna say Triple H, man. Again, I just think that, and again, you really can't go wrong. Like I'm legit 50-50 here in in regard to this, man. Like this is honestly like off the just straight off in in the moment right now. Um, so I'm going to say Triple H. I think in just in regards to the injury, if we're comparing these two. Yeah. Uh, if we're comparing these two uh, returns, just in general, outside of everything else, just these two returns, I just think in regards to Triple H and getting back into, you know, being the top babyface guy, winning the Royal Rumble, going to WrestleMania, being an undisputed champ, because that's again a big moment in, re- in in wrestling WWE history as well. Yeah. Is that moment with Brock Lesnar? <sighs> Man, because again, it did wonders for him as well. But I think with Triple H and just how, because again, we never knew, because with Brock, like he came back as the, de- we knew that he was going to be the heel, right? Yeah. He's the devastating heel. He's he's the beast incarnate. So we knew he was going to come back in that sort of, in that sort of, you know, character, because that's yeah. all, that's how, he, that's how he's always been. But yeah. with Triple H, it just, again, it was, it, it was special because, and Joel, like you said it earlier, that was like a, a new version that reemerged with Triple H, his character, and the company as well. With Brock Lesnar, I've you know, and it meant so, and it was it was more just impactful because of the injury as well in, in that regard. 
and what it did for the ruthless aggression era as well. And just the many moments that it provided again, Jeff Hardy, Undertaker, Randy Orton, I can go freaking yeah. down the line. So again, if, if, if people say that it's Brock, I wouldn't bat an eye from it at all. Cause this is very hard, this is but one, I just yeah. think that, that I just think <laughs> in that minus. regard with the injury as well as the fact that, cause with Brock Lesnar, yeah, he's, you know, he did that shtick with freaking Kurt Angle, the whole comedic shtick, yeah. but with Triple H, but I, I don't know, like, but with Brock as a baby face, like, I, I don't know how I would take Brock as like a top baby face guy. I think that for Brock, he's just known as the, the heel, the beast incarnate. That's just the, the monster that's in people's way. But with yeah. Triple H, it's just like he became just one of the top heels to just being again, this new version of Triple H that took over the whole wrestling industry, both as a heel and as a face. And again, you can also make the argument to the fact that Triple H is just a more well-known character because because yeah. he can pull off the, the both the heel and the baby face, right? That's what I always like when I dissect wrestling when it comes to wrestlers. You know, obviously, like it, to me, like it's it's easy to try to be hated. But to also to be loved as well, to try to both have the crowd hate you and find a way for the crowd to love you and and for to be consistent with that, like that's a different level. With Brock, yeah. I feel like it was just more of like, oh, because Brock Lesnar's funny. He did a lot of funny shtick. And I think that if it was just a, I don't know, it was it's just in that in that regard itself, like if I were to build like a roster full of people and baby faces and, and, and heels, I would just like with triple H there's multiple angles because he can pull both off. I don't know if you can say really the same in regards to Brock. I think that his, 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 his bread and butter suits better as the heel. And I think that that's just what it comes across. Again, you yeah. can go either or, um, but I'm going to say triple H for this one, because I that's think fair. the moment was just better. And it did more wonders for Triple H. And just the injury angle, I think, kind of tops it off as well. Yeah, that's fair enough. Joel, who do you think is the better return between the two? This is so tough. No pressure. No <laughs> pressure. This no. Is my, no, yo, these are like my two favorite returns of all time. Because it, it can go either way right now. It can go either way. So, Okay. Triple H. Ooh, okay. Um, Triple H has a better return. Um, listen. That moment, like I said, it's, it's the new era of the game, the solo run of Triple H going on to win the Undisputed Champion. They needed him at that moment. Um, if you think about, like, the roster at that moment, the only other top uh, babyface was The Rock when he was there mm -hmm. at that point already. He was in and out already. So they needed a, a big babyface to for something to happen because even Stone Cold right. was kind of like on the decline. Well, not really decline. They just really didn't have nothing for him, and they didn't want to do another Rock and uh -huh. Austin, and, and Austin didn't want to fight Hogan. Yeah, so, and plus with Brock, like you had CM Punk during his championship run, yeah. so there was a lot of other interesting yeah. parts in that era that was happening. And again, and I, I and I condone that because of the Rock, because of yeah. bringing in fans and everything, yeah. because of that. So yeah, and like, and I completely agree. That was during a time to where like that change in his character because of what was going on in the company was just 
was just needed, you know, yeah. and it did wonders for the company and Triple H. So yes, the top, the yeah. top, like if you think about it, at that time, the top heel was Chris Jericho, the champion. Like right, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the that was the top heel. That was the top company. heel, right? Yeah, so like you needed some, you needed a, a a baby face to come out and get that belt off of him, and yeah, it was exactly it was just the time to do it, and it, it just worked out so perfectly, and. It was just like I said. It was just such a moment when they announced it. I remember like yeah. the Raw watching the video. They showed the little highlight, and then under it said next Monday he returns. And I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like no <laughs> yeah. way. And like, like I said, he was like James even said he was a heel when he left. So for me, as like a five year old to even have that reaction of like Triple H yeah. is back, that should tell you a lot of how many wrestling fans, especially like at a young age of who their target was, was looking at Triple H and then deciding to have him win the Rumble, get the title, become this big, uh, become the biggest baby face of the company. It just, it just was at the perfect time and the perfect guy to do it. And that just all goes back to the return. And it was just incredible. Mm -hmm. Nothing against the Brock thing. Brock's was amazing. I said that before. Yeah. It was one of the top returns. It's tough. Um, it's such a tough yeah, decision. Yeah, it's just a tough one. <laughs> it was just Brock was needed, but not really. Like, yeah. The, the roster yeah. was still right, there right. and stacked. Uh -huh. But, like, they didn't need him, but needed him. Triple H, they needed him to come back. Yeah. That, that was I'm, a big I'm gonna, ask. I'm going to choose Triple H anyway. He already won, but Triple yeah. H, I'm going to choose him anyways, because I was going to say that for Brock's return... I feel like they got what they expected from Brock when they got back. It's to yeah. be that beast incarnate. Right. Um, with well, Triple H, like y'all. Him coming off the UFC champion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he has to come in like a beast. You can't. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's and that's the thing, too. Like, I mean, even without WWE, like, Brock Lesnar was also making a name for himself. And again, like, regardless, like even with Triple H, like if, if, if he wasn't able to come back at full strength the way he did because of that injury, who knows like how the condition of just how he progressed throughout the later yeah. portions of his career with people like Orton, John Cena, Triple H, right? But with Brock, like, you know, obviously he was known when he in his first run in WWE, but he was already making a name for himself. People already knew who Brock Lesnar was. Yeah. And I yeah. think without that, with that comeback to that injury, again, just comparing these two, I just think it just it 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 meant more for the company and for Triple H in his yeah. career than Brock. Yeah, for and for like you guys were saying, like how he he left as a heel, came back as a babyface in order for them to trust Triple H to be like, hey, you're gonna be baby babyface from here on out. Just go for it, and he made it work. So mm -hmm. it's also part of the reason why I had to choose Triple H over Brock. It's tough, mm -hmm. but you know I would have been mad at Brock one either. No, yeah, but um, no. you know That's Triple H. Uh, as we see in the bracket, won the entire thing between us three determined. Uh, Triple H 2002 returned the greatest return of all time in the 16. James, thank you very much. We went an hour and 42 minutes with oh, this. <laughs> and we appreciate you coming on and doing this bracket with us. Hey, it was man. very, very fun. 
Um, you want to plug your stuff in for people to find uh, your your podcast and everything? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so the name of my podcast is uh, Ruthless Talk. Uh, you can find that on both Spotify and Apple Podcast. Uh, we're also on YouTube. We're going to be doing a lot of live streaming on YouTube. So follow us on YouTube as well. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, both our TikTok and Instagram is Ruthless underscore talk. Uh, so make sure you guys go check that out. Um, we are right now on a current break, of course, with the holiday season, of course, with wrestling. And there's a lot of a uh, little bit of downtime in the holiday season so we've been taking a well-deserved break uh, in regards to that but we're going to ramp up uh, episodes starting in january of course with with wrestlemania season coming up um and it'll be one our one year anniversary it's officially been nice. a full year of our podcast congrats, um, and it's done congrats, tremendous congrats. well appreciate you bro thank you guys i really appreciate that but yeah so if you want to check out uh ruthless talk it's both me and my co-host brian thomas uh you can check us out both on spotify and apple Podcasts, and of course you know follow us at ruthless underscore talk and again man you know i always say you know freaking just a wrestling community that you know just we've built and it's just just very just it's it's awesome just of where the the platform has grown and just connecting with people like you guys is awesome exactly. um, and just yeah i just want to thank you guys for for having me on this was awesome i had a blast with yeah. this um and this this was really tremendous stuff so um but yeah that's ruthless talk go check it out if you want to you know sometimes you know i i'm very very critical sometimes i get called <laughs> negative but hey i'll frick it i'll be the i'll be the asshole who, i'll be the negative who, ha- who hasn't been called negative right <laughs> right yeah, yeah, ex- yeah right exactly yeah. right just because yeah. we call something out all of a sudden like we're we're negative yeah, yeah that's exactly just a, that's a different story for a different yeah. day i've spoken about that but but thank so, you guys yeah. for, for having me on i appreciate it you're welcome thank you for coming on again you'll definitely put your stuff your links to everything in the description of this youtube video so uh, if you want to check it out for the people listening, it'll be in the description of the YouTube video. Uh, once again, thank you everyone for thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Fanatic Brackets. Once again, I'm Nick with me with Joel, and we'll see you guys next time. Catch you.